This is the Misfit Vegan Podcast, episode 359. Excuse the background noise, I am juicing and there is a crazy storm about to happen outside. Do you hear that? Oh my God. So I live in the tropics, which is a place that I'm not used to. I'm used to New York City. We don't have anything good there, so we don't have anything bad. Because here's what you need to understand about the tropics. Most of the time, it's a goddamn dream. It's like a dream. Heaven on earth. Like ridiculous weather. It's summer all year. Ocean, fruit, everything. But you see, with the amazing, with the very, very high good, like a very, very high, you get very, very low lows. So basically... It about to storm and it's scary. It is so dark. It is so scary outside. Like, oof. You hear that? It's about to. But anyway, I wanted to make this podcast about something um, very important to me that, um, hold on, I have to close the windows and stuff. But it's very important to me. Um, and I've been hesitating on making this for a while because it's not my niche. And, um, you know, who cares about my niche? I mostly talk about health, raw food, obviously. Um, but I realized that I'm hesitating on this, but it needs to be said because, excuse me, it needs to be said because I have 95% women listening to this. And I've gone through something that's really important to talk about. And... Most women, like 95% of women, don't know what I'm about to talk to you about. First of all, there's a great book. It's called The Father-Daughter Talk by R.C. Blakes. You got to get this book. I don't care if you had a father or not. First of all, if you didn't have a father, get this fucking book. The Father-Daughter Talk. It's like $14. If you did have a father... He probably didn't tell you what is in this book. He probably didn't tell you what you need to know. And so the truth is, is that women are so nice. Women, I'm not saying all the time. I'm saying women are so nice that they will dedicate and give their life to a man that is treating them like shit that is absolutely beneath them, that is absolutely not worthy and deserving of their treatment, of the women's treatment. Women are so nice that they have no idea how easy it is for men to play women. And I didn't know. I didn't know. I was raised without a father. I mean, I had father figures because I had fathers, you know, foster fathers and my grandpa and things like that, but they never told me the things that I know now. And so let me just tell you my story about being played because women are so nice, but the truth is, is that you're getting played and you're a fucking dummy and there's no rewards for being a dummy. You know, a lot of us think that we'll like the way you treat others, like you treat others good, they'll treat you good. You know, karma and like you do the right thing and eventually they'll recognize 
you for that. And the truth is, is that men don't work that way. Men are not the same as women. So let me say some women and some men, because I don't want to generalize, but it's like 95% of women and men, okay? Some women, most women, they are going to be tested by men. And they fail the test. So men just keep taking advantage. Men, oh my God, can you hear that? Men just keep using and abusing women. And women think that if they do better, if they treat them better, if they cook more, if they clean more, if they take care of them, if they give them more sex, if they're nicer to them, then they'll get nicer treatment. Eventually it will pay off. It never does. I'm telling you this from experience, not from theory. It doesn't pay. You never get a reward for being a dummy. And I hate to tell you that, but that's what you're being. When you're giving to a man, when you're doing for a man, when you're cooking or cleaning or supporting a man, and he's not doing the same or more for you, You're getting played. You're getting played, my boo. So let me tell you my story. I met somebody and we were, actually, he was making a lot more money than me at the time when I met him. Um, but he was living with his sister and, you know, so he was homeless and um, he's sleeping on his sister's couch, always complaining about her and... Um, he didn't really have any type of goals or, you know, long-term or short-term goals. Um, he had a lot of dreams, like pipe dreams, but like no goals. You know, he wasn't working towards anything and he didn't really have like much going for him. Besides, he had a lot of knowledge and he was a really good person when we first met. Really nice, really kind, really knowledgeable and he was vegan for the animals and you know we didn't have great conversation but he really valued me it seemed and he um, was teaching me all about these things that I never knew of the raw food diet and um, you know animal cruelty and I didn't you know I just I was just so grateful for this information and you know so we started spending a lot of time together and after six months, we were friends. After six months, uh, we got together and we took a trip to Vermont to his best friend's house. I met his kids, these raw vegan kids. It was amazing. And then we came back home and then he started staying at my house a lot. And so he was staying at my house so much that, and he was complaining so much about his sister's house. And he was like, I see now that he was trying to get me to tell him he could stay at my house because he was already staying at my house but he wasn't like all his stuff was at his sister's so he constantly had to go back to his sister's to get different stuff and he was always complaining about it and always stressing about it and eventually because you know I'm so nice and women are so goddamn nice <clears throat> I said why don't you just leave some stuff at my house you can just you know slowly slowly so slowly he started just bringing his stuff to my house and then he was just living at my house and all his stuff it was at my house and after about a year, his representative 
disappeared and the real him appeared because you don't really know who somebody is before six months, before a year. Some men can last a whole year with their representative, okay? A representative is someone that they want you to see, okay? Sorry about all this background noise. But anyway, the point is that that's the person they want you to think they are, but the real them is coming, and you'll see some men. So now, my boyfriend became, he became my boyfriend, living at my house with my mom and my sister and me, and I, within this year period of time, I actually got a new job, and I actually started to being promoted very quickly at this job, and so I, within a year of us meeting, I became an operations manager for a raw food restaurant, and he actually got fired from his job, and... He was on unemployment, but un unemployment gives like very little money. So long story short is that he needed help. And so I helped him pay his phone bill and like, you know, food and things like that. And he was smoking weed and he was, um, you know, just like spending money on shoes and clothes and weed. Okay. And I was like paying bills and stuff. And I thought to myself like, well, this is what you do when you love someone. You know, you're in a relationship with somebody, you love them. Okay, so fast forward to a little bit more time. And because, you know, men aren't really good versions of themselves when they're on unemployment. Men aren't great when they're not thriving in their career, when they're not feeling like they're living a life of purpose. And so he was getting really angry and the anger was directed towards me. So he was always yelling at me. He started yelling at me and just like throwing things all the time. And see, he was testing me. I didn't know this at the time. He was testing me to see if that was okay, if I was going to allow that kind of treatment. And I did because, well, I started crying, you know, like being yelled at, being called names. Um, it's just like, you know, I didn't understand why this person that was so nice was all of a sudden calling me names and being mean. Well, he was testing me to see if he could take his anger out on me. And he did. And I allowed it because I just thought we we're in love. This was the first person that I ever slept with, ever. And, um, you know, I was, I saw a lot of bad things as a child. So I always said to myself that I'm not going to sleep with anyone until I get married. I'm only going to sleep with my husband. I only want to sleep with one person because I saw what my mom did. Um, you know, I don't really want to talk about the the mistakes she made, but she made a lot of mistakes with men and um, especially my father. And, you know, it was just a really difficult childhood. And I saw that a big mistake was that my mom, you know, just like slept with a lot of men. And so I decided to not do that. So I only wanted to have sex with one person and I chose this person. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to stick this out because this is the person I chose. And so, and he asked me to marry him very early on, but I said no um, because I wasn't ready to get married. You know, I was still taking care of my sister in this little apartment. I really wanted to move us all to a big house one day and like, you know, before I get married and like, I just wanted them to be more secure and like take care of my family more. So anyway, um, the years went on 
Six years went on where it got worse and worse and worse, the name-calling, the violence, the yelling, the abuse. Um, and I stuck it out because I was like, oh, he loves me. He's always sorry. And, you know, he's, he's going to change. And if I just keep being uh, supportive and helping him financially and helping him, um, you know, in every way possible, making him food and buying him clothes and all these things, that he's going to change one day because... He's going to just like get a new job and then he's going to feel better and then he's going to see like I've supported him through all this and he's going to treat me the way that I deserve to be treated um, just equally, you know, just the way I'm treating him, okay? And that never happened and that will never happen. That will never happen. Somebody listening to this needs to hear that. You will never be treated good by a man that is treating you bad until you raise your fucking standards and leave. You have to leave. There is absolutely no way around it. You have to leave. And if this person is your soulmate, if this person is really in love with you, if this person is really a grown man, he will then fight for you, he will then fight for the relationship, and he will change. But he will never change if you do not make him change. And that's what I didn't know. And that's what a lot of women don't understand. And there's zero exceptions to the rule. There are zero exceptions to this rule. You get in life what you tolerate. You get in life what you accept. You don't get in life or relationships what you deserve. And that's the problem that a lot of women have. We think that we get what we deserve, like what we're giving. You don't get what you give. You get what you tolerate. I understand that I'm 38 and a lot of you guys out there might be 16, 17, 18, 20s, you know, early 30s. You might not know this and you might not think that I'm telling the truth. Well, do me a fucking favor and get that book. Get the book, The Father-Daughter Talk. Start listening to R.C. Blakes. Start listening to Tony Gaskins. And these are two of my favorite relationship coaches. And I would highly recommend that you take their advice. Don't take mine. Take their advice. And they're going to tell you the same thing. Um, and you know, a lot of women, and it's not your fault, you're not bad or stupid, you're just designed by nature to be a nurturer, and we think that, um, we think there, our person is the exception to the rule, and like, there's no way, there's no way that this person is going to forget that we've been there for them for this long, and once they get a better job, and once they get their life together, and once they... Um, feel better they'll be so much nicer to us and happier and never they will never they don't even respect the truth is men don't even respect women that put up with their shit men don't even respect you if you put up with their shit forget about love they don't respect you don't ask your man look at his actions look at his actions that's all the proof you need, okay? 
So I just needed to put that out there, and there's a lot more that I could say, but I actually have an interview in four minutes, so I gotta run. But um, I hope somebody out there that needs this has heard this podcast, because you're waiting, and you're working, and you're giving your time, you're wasting your time, you're giving your time and your life and your body to someone that will never change, that doesn't love you, that doesn't respect you, that is using you, and you don't even know it. My boyfriend, how could he possibly love me? He didn't love himself. He was using me for a place to stay, for food, for money, for sex, for everything. And then guess what happened? Finally, the straw broke the camel's fucking back. And I had enough. And I had it. I had it. I had it with the name calling and the screaming and and the crying. And I, what happened was, I remember exactly the last straw, but I won't go into it. But I went to sleep on the couch and he followed me in the middle of the night screaming at me. Um, And I was like, I was always threatening to call the police, but I never did. So I said to him, I'm going to call the police. And he said, no, you're not. And I pretended that I did, but I didn't because I hate police. I pretended that I did, and he thought the police were coming. So he started, I can't remember. I think he started crying, yeah, apologizing and crying. And I was like, it's too late. They're on their way because it was just enough is enough. But I had wasted six fucking years, and I gave my body to someone who, you know, I can never take that back, okay? who is not going to be my husband and who should did not deserve that, didn't deserve my love, my attention, my time, my money, my presence, my body. And maybe you're in the same boat and I need you to understand that the longer you wait, the harder it's going to get. And if there is a chance that they might change, the only way they're going to change is if you leave. That's it. That's that's the only way. I'm sorry to tell you that because it's very hard. I understand. So then I finally got him out of my house. He left. um, And I told him to get the rest of his stuff. And he was very, very apologetic. Very nice. Crying a lot. But that was his representative coming back. Because it had just been six years of hell. So... And I stuck it out because I didn't know. I had no experience. I had no dating experience. I had no relationship experience. I didn't know what I didn't know. And that's okay. We live and we learn. And yes, I lost a lot of time in my life. All of my 20s, basically. Um, But I got a lot of lessons. And I learned how to be okay being single, which is a superpower in this world where so many people are together because they're lonely. So many people are together because they're desperate. So many people are together because they cannot stand being alone. They cannot function being single. And so if you're single listening to this, understand that learning how to thrive as a single woman is a superpower that nobody can ever take away from you. It's a beautiful thing to not need a man for anything but just to want a man okay so when you meet someone you can just want them you don't need them you need ladies you need to have a source of income you need to have your own place you need to have a life 
and a passion and something you're working towards and a business. You need to have passive income. You need to not be at the mercy of a man for, for a shelter, for food. That's what my mom was. My mom was at the mercy of men, okay, her whole life. And it was so sad to see. And I told myself when I was 14 years old that that will never, ever be me. So I dropped out of school and I started working. And I haven't stopped since. And now I'm getting to work for myself, which is a goddamn beautiful thing. Like it's a miracle. But I started saying, I believe in miracles. I expect miracles. Good things are supposed to happen to me. I am so happy and grateful now that I help people for a living. I started saying these things when I was working for other people, when I was dead broke. Okay. Oh, I'm late for my interview. I love you guys so much. I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this. I really appreciate it. And trust me, you can do this. Start listening to Tony Gaskins, RC Blakes, and you are stronger than you think. And you deserve way more than you'll ever know. I love you. I'll talk to you soon, Queen. Bye.